You're listening to a DM podcast. Let's go on yeah, a trip. Let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff, pour yourself a small bevy, and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brown is more than just an icon in Australia. He's an acting legend. He's an author and a man who, well, we've just found out has become a granddad for the third time. Is that right, Brian? Third time, yep. Yep. Welcome yep. to Suddenly Senior. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> what? Suddenly Senior? I fit in, don't I? Yes, you do. We all do, that's right. So we're going to first off um, talk about your new book, okay, which is called The Drowning, um, yep. which, which is, you know, an extraordinary story. Is it entirely a product of your imagination or was it inspired by real people and events? No, it's, um, uh, I thought it up. I'm clever. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm suddenly senior doesn't mean I can't be clever. It is sent around, uh, set around coastal town in northern New South Wales, of which we all know loads of those little towns. Yes. And they're all quite community um, people know each other or think they know each other and you have backpackers passing through and tourists and so they're, they're actually quite a slow active community um, and I know them very well and I surf there and the, the people that surf there and, and go to the coffee shops you know you, you look at them and you think I wonder what your life is because they've all got a life and I, I guess knowing those areas well lent me to you know come up with the characters that I came up with. Mm -hmm. Well, and you and Rachel have a rural property out on the north coast, don't you, nearby there? Do you go there often? Yeah, I, she's been up there a lot in the last three years because she was making a documentary called um, Rachel's Farm, which I, I had to say to her, was it, wasn't it Rachel and Brian's farm at some <laughs> stage? Like, you know, but somehow I seem to have got elbowed um, from Rachel's farm. Um, uh, but uh, It's a sign. <laughs> it's like, you're trying to tell me something. Um, but um, I go up, you know, I've got things, if I'm shooting, I'm shooting for two months or three months, so I can't be there. Um, and, you know, I get asked to do other things that uh, take me away. It's better to operate from Sydney. But I suppose I spend around the three months mark during the year. Mm -hmm. and, and do you get on the tractor or, you know, on the slasher or are you just kind of lounging around and, and recovering? You joking? <laughs> no. She, that's why it's called Rachel's Farm. <laughs> If it was called Brian's Beach or something, then it makes sense. No, I, you know, like I like sitting on the balcony looking out as the sun sets, you know, and and and, and having a beer and um, watching the, uh, the the birds land on the trees and and talk rubbish with Rachel. I, I enjoy that part of it, but um, uh, it's it's become a little bit more active with the with the change to Regen. So uh, mm -hmm. she's out there uh, working the land and stuff like that. Um, as any self-respecting, uh, suddenly senior person should be doing. <laughs> it should be doing, out there with the soil in their hands. Bloody hell. Absolutely. Yeah. When did you realise you were suddenly senior, Brian? Uh, about today. <laughs> <laughs> and the set-up for this. <laughs> uh, it, it is a, it's a process that slowly comes on, isn't it? I mean, we call it suddenly senior, but it's a, it's a gradual stage. You suddenly realise, oh, I've, I've gone over that hurdle and now I'm here. 
Well, I don't, I, I, no, I don't agree at all. I don't even, I don't even recognise that I am suddenly <laughs> senior. I mean, the only time I, I actually use the word is when someone talks about surfing up the up the north coast, and you go, you got to have a, uh, you got to have a pensioner's ticket to surf out there. You know, like yeah. all the boys are well over sixty. So they've got an opal card for surfing. All the ladies, yeah, you got to show your opal. <laughs> your gold opal. So that's so I'm aware of that, but they're all active people, so I don't see them as. What does that mean? What does middle age mean? What does, you know, it's a time in your life that other people declare. Mm. I mean, I don't declare it. I'm still cracking the same stupid jokes I was tracking at 40, you know. And um, are you still surfing? Yep, still yeah. surfing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep, so n- not a lot's changed. I'm still, I'm still um, doing movies and stuff. And now um, I've re- <laughs> written a couple of books. So yeah, fantastic. You know. Were the were the books an idea that uh, y- you'd always wanted to do, or, or something that you just thought I've got the time to do it now? Or? No, I mean everything everything comes about th- through sets of circumstances. I think I've, uh, what I had to realise is for fifty years I've been telling stories. You know, I work with writers. I buy books. I option them. I get writers to work on them. Um, I get people hand me scripts. They give me character book, think, scripts to read a story, a character to interpret in that story. So I've been involved with the storytelling for 50 years. I see this as more or less another platform for telling a story. But the circumstances that I got involved in it sort of go back to um, with Sweet Jimmy, which is seven short stories of, on crime. It sort of goes back to one story that I, I, I thought would make a very good television series. So I started to write it. And actually, it's, it's quite interesting because it's suddenly seniors, seniors really fits in here. I was watching CNN one night, mm-hmm. and there was about 12 people of my age all sitting around and they're having a celebratory dinner because the judge had just, they'd just been released from prison. Yeah, wow. And the judge had just said to them, you're not drug mules, you're stupid. And they'd all been caught up in scams. And I looked at that and I thought, if I was one of those blokes, I'd want to know who was behind this. And I went, ooh, not a bad idea, mate. Mm. You're starting with someone that's never been a cop or anything else, and they've got to work out how this happened to them. Yeah. So I started to write this story about such a character. And I got to enjoy the character. I got to enjoy that I was actually forming this character in all sorts of ways. Not someone giving the character and I've got to put the glove on. I actually could form the whole character and the story and where it was going. And I got to really enjoy doing that that then led to you know being asked if i have any more or whatever so, so they could publish a book and so i i did come up with more stories what so, a great learning experience for being a writer though yeah well you know i don't count myself as a writer yet i right. count myself as a storyteller right all right but and 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 quite truthfully um you know a, a lot of writers would not like to see me as a writer because it's one finger at a time on the right hand pressing the the, the letters, you know, so which which I actually think is is has been beneficial because I'm not getting in front far in front of the story writing fast. The story's coming as I'm doing. And just I mean I, I might be really this might be total crap, but that allows me the rhythm that I want too. And so yeah. So anyway, now I end up with an, another story, but. I just see it as a, a different platform. Mm. Mm. Do you and you're in control. Do you do you make sure you write characters for people who are, who are a little senior in in your stories? Well, I think Angela, I think it's hard not to present people that, that you know what they're dealing with. 
it's automatic and up the coast there are, there are a lot of senior people there so they have to come into the story mm-hmm. but in this story there are also young backpackers that's the, right. the youth that exists in on the on the on the coast but i think it's impossible for me to not write people as well that are in my age because I know what we're going through. Mm. Well, there's a mental health angle in the book, isn't there? Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And I went through that. I went I, a few number of years ago. I got anxiety, didn't know what the hell was going on with me, um, and then uh, you know got uh, saw a psychologist and got to the bottom of it, and was really relieved to know. I thought I had a physical condition, but to find out was no, no. It's, it's you allowing things to. Come out. Pro- come out, projecting things that weren't going out and whatever. Mm. Um, I got very sick overseas a number of years before, and so I started, any time I went to travel, mm. I would start to, the anxiety would start to come on. I didn't know it was anxiety. That little voice would be rattling around in your head. And um, getting louder and louder. Yeah, and saying, mate, you're going to Adelaide. Well, geez, I hope they've got a good hospital there. Remember the last time? You know, even wow. that. It's amazing, Brian, because, you know, your persona is such a laconic, you know, easygoing kind of guy. To imagine you with anxiety issues is is quite a stretch well um we don't escape things i'll tell you what angela Mm. it was very good for me because i was one of those people that used someone to say they oh your mate's got depression or someone say tell him to pull his finger out well i got to find out you can't pull your finger out so it was very good for me in that respect the thing that i liked about it was that i could get to the bottom of it you know, I had nearly died in L.A. I had been rushed to hospital. I was in intensive care. You know, I was away from PTSD, home. PTSD, really, isn't PTSD, it? PTSD, I was away from home. So at other times, this would resurface. And I didn't know what, what, it, was, what it was or why it was resurfacing until I got to talk to about it and we went through it and we came back to that. So it doesn't mean it went away, but I know how to deal with it if it does try to rear its ugly head at me. So as opposed to a physical injury, which you also had gone through, a physical experience, uh, you, you learnt to actually get a hold of the mental attitude and how you heal your mind. Uh, look, it's always great to learn more about yourself. I don't mean spend time on yourself, but learn the, you know, we all have failings and vulnerabilities. That's what makes us human. But it's good to try and understand what yours are and therefore what you have to do about them. And at different times, you know, once you've got that little bloody thing in there... Um, you get a strength. It'll try, yeah, and but it will try and resurrect itself at times, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of you go, uh, uh, you know, everyone has their way, but part of what my one is, I go, oh, it's you again, is it? Okay, come on, hurry up. Hurry up, I'm busy. I'm busy. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Oh, that's a very good one you're trying on there. And eventually I bore the bastard and he goes off. I said, he goes off and sees Sam Neill. <laughs> that's fantastic. What about your physical ailments? How's your health? What do you do to try and stay fit, Brian? Well, I got badly burnt a year and a half ago and I ended up in... Um, North Shore Burns unit for a week to heal through um, doing something very stupid. You know, like I'm a bloke in Australia, so I've got a sore back. Um, <laughs> but I don't have anything that particularly, you know, I do Pilates every morning. Oh, there you go. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've got my own little gym where I, you know, do some weights, but no more than 10 minutes or five minutes a day. But I, so I stay. Do you walk? 
yeah, I had until I started something happened with my back and I've had to lay off and, and I got a cortisone. I'm just allowing it to settle before I start to walk again. But I love walking and I think walking's really good for you. Mm. Do you ever think about how much longer you've got, Brian? Um, they said this was 15 minutes. <laughs> It'll be a little longer than that, not much. So. No, I don't. No, you don't? I don't. Every now and again, suddenly something will come up where I'll think, like the, the latest little grandkid, I go, oh, I hope I'm around when it's a teenager or something, mm. so, so, so that at least remember me. Oh, I did that with Grandpa. But um, that's about the only way it comes up with me. You've got a real legacy too that, you, that uh, your grandkids will be able to watch back and see you, which are, I guess a lot of people don't have. Well, you know, these days everybody's got it. Yeah. Everybody's got the phone out and the videos and whatever. They've all got it. Well, one thing I found is, you're not, you know, if I'm talking to somebody of a certain age and they say, oh, I've got the photo, I go, no, I don't want to see it because I know I'll be there for half an hour while they find it. Yes, that's exactly right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. What about what about some of the uh, you know the superpowers you, you you get as you get older? I mean, I know you've just played a role as the Prime Minister of Australia, which must be an honour in itself. I couldn't work out why it hadn't happened earlier. I actually <laughs> couldn't work out why I hadn't wasn't Prime Minister earlier. <laughs> Was that ever an ambition of yours? <laughs> no, no, I'm too smart to get into politics. I'd just rather throw hand grenades. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a poise, you know, you, you can bring that to a role, I guess, that you, you may not have been able to bring the same way before. Well, I guess, like, if, when I play characters around my age, you know, I, I understand the vulnerability of, of ageing, but I can still swear, I can still be a bit terrifying to someone if, on a screen if they want me to be, or I can be a dill, you know, like, it hasn't changed much. I mean, the thing that you're doing, I mean, as an actor, is basically you've got to connect with a character. Well, that's either your talent or your experience, or but that's the game you're in. That's what you've got to deliver. So I don't think about that much. Mm. It's just the process. Yeah, I just hope when I open my mouth, something will come out that people believe. Well, I, actually, remembering lines must be, is that getting easier or harder? I ain't going to do a, a stage play again. From yeah, now. Right. I did Travelling North about five years ago at the FCC, and I spent <clears throat> two months before walking around the farms, going over the lines, thinking I'll never get this down. Anyway, it worked out all right. But I know now that I don't want to do that. Yeah. Mm. We had to delay this interview, as you know, Brian, because I had to go to the funeral of a of a friend yesterday. Have you been going to more funerals in recent years? No. Well, that's no, I haven't. Everybody fact, touch I, wood. I can't remember. Oh, hold on. Um, Doug Mulray died, oh, yeah, Doug. and I knew Doug well, but I was away when that happened. But that's probably the last closest closest friend that I've known who. Um, passed away uh, mm. that 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 I, I remembered well, but I, and I I'm not finding myself going to 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 them. Mm. I tend to be going to more bloody christenings and weddings. Yeah. Well, you're in a great you're in the granddad area, which is it, tell us a bit, bit about that experience. Ed. Is it a good one? Yeah, it's delightful. But the thing I couldn't get over and, and you know people you know, we're a funny mob, aren't we? People would come up to me when my first daughter, when Matilda was having her, her first baby, and people say, "Oh, and had it," and they like, "Oh, you're going to love being a grandfather. You know, you're going to love it." You know, and I was like, "Hey, let me work out whether I love it or not, right? Because I came from a very small family, no grandparents did I ever know on either side or anything like. So I didn't understand that relationship from the side of being a, 
a young man to a grandfather. I didn't understand that relationship. I totally understand the relationship of parent to child. I went through three, for God's sake. Um, so I get that. But I didn't know what this relationship, where your place was in it, how you would be a part of it. And then, of course, the uh, first one comes out, and, of course, you wander around going goo goo, blah, blah, and everyone, everything, you know, and, and all that. But what I did realise was it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. Like, you know, and you look at it and you go, how did we do this every hour of the day trying to keep on their look after them? Suddenly it's an hour and I'm like, oh, let's go on the trampoline, Grandpa. Now let's go into here. Let's go over here. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. And it's like... Geez, can I read you a book? No, I don't want a book. <laughs> Why don't we quietly sit and watch TV for the next couple of hours? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's no question about what it asks of you physically. Mm. Um, but it is, a, it, it is an incredible delight, of course, just like your own children when they just cuddle up to you and, you know, mm. uh, they, they, they're just wanting your whatever it is when you put your arms around them, whether the security you're giving them or whatever it is. That, that, that's a delight to be in, yeah. And connection's really all about life, isn't it? I mean, that, they're the things that, that really can put a smile on your face and, and keep, you, keep you going the next day. Yeah, and little kids are funny. God, they're funny. Jesus, you just never stop laughing at the little buggers. That's so good, isn't it? Hey, and yeah. so uh, do you do you think about retiring and do doing nothing or are you going to just stay active and engaged forever? I won't retire. People might retire me. But I, you know, what's the, what am I going to do? And furthermore, mm. I really enjoy what I do. Mm. I love it when they say action on a set, you know, and it's like playtime. Mm. You know, <laughs> I like it. You know? <laughs> Have you, uh, do you pinch yourself sometimes at, at the longevity that you've had in a career that a lot of people find comes and goes really quickly? What is there a secret there, do you think, or just no, luck? I'm terribly grateful. Mm. I'm really grateful. Look, with everything, there's an element of luck. Look, I go right back to the beginning of the industry in Australia. I, I was here when we didn't put have an Australian play, an Australian movie, an Australian television. All we had was the Yanks and the Poms. With the, they represented human beings, not us. So when that change came in the 70s, that was beyond thrilling to be able to be involved in your own stories and... and um, not put on an accent. Yeah, not put on an accent, actually, but... So in other words, putting on an accent becomes a pretend. You didn't have to pretend about a thing. I understand and connect with the character. That's pretty bloody wonderful. And that's sort of, you know, I've been able to do Even the Hollywood movies I did, you know, they were all written as yanks. But, you know, I, st I just opened my mouth and started talking <laughs> and no one ever said don't. Yeah, fantastic. Which is great. Brian, you grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney. Do you, do you ever get back out to your childhood haunts? Do you do the Roots tour ever? Yeah, well, I've got a theatre named after me in Bankstown, the Brian Brown Theatre. Really? I'm the patron of the Arts Centre out there, and I'm on a committee out there that uh, suggests things to the council that might be good. You, I'll go through the list. I'm the patron of the Lebanese Film Festival. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I'm involved with a, a group called um, West Words, where it's about giving, getting kids in the western suburbs to read and stuff like that. I don't live there. I'm not steeped in it. But I, I have something that I can, you know... Give back. I'm a dead set Westie. Let's get it right. Yeah. And that's that's my that's my strength. I learned everything. When I went off to England at 25 from Panania to be an actor, I'd learned everything I needed to to, to approach life. Uh, what life's hard knocks and and yeah, but more like life's cunning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know, you had a bully up the end of the road. Well, go around him. 
or make him laugh. You know, you learn how to do things to negotiate your living. When I went to England to, you know, tell all those poms I was an actor, you know, I knew what they'd say or whatever. I knew how, what I had to do. I knew I had to start for getting an English accent from the time I got off the I knew, I knew what was expected and I knew I had to deliver it. You learn that at school too. The teachers want you to know this. Well, you may as well learn it and get them out of your hair. Yeah. yeah. A sense of humour gets you through a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. Make them laugh is really a good thing. <laughs> well, and I like your, your attitude basically seems to be that you're not, going to, uh, you're not going to assume the role of an old guy either, Brian. No, I'll, I'll let Sam do that. <laughs> <laughs> is it important to have a touchstone like someone like a Sam Neill? Is it, you know, you've got an old mate you can go back and they'll understand completely what you're talking about. They take the piss out of each other endlessly. Yeah, well, I, look, the interesting thing there is that um, our careers parallel in a lot. We both were at that early part. He had my brilliant career. I had Breaker. We had opportunities given to us from overseas. Um, we married. We had children. Sometimes we'd be away and not see each other for a year. But like we do, when we get away from just um, having a joke with each other, you know, we know we can, if we, want, if, if we want to bring up something, you can bring it up, you know. But I think it's just each of us goes, oh, he's been there. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Fellow traveller. Yeah. Um, listen, the book is, is great. Uh, I hope we're going to see many more. Um, well, look, I didn't think I would write this. Yeah. So, you know... Practically, yeah, I probably will write another one. Do I have an idea? Not really. I've got some thoughts going around in my head that may make sense to start exploring. But, um, you know, um, I'd be a bit of a dill now to go, oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I've written two books. Maybe there is another book going to come. You know, maybe I... It's maybe... a long process? Uh, well, if you look at my books, they're under 300 pages. That's because there's no adjectives or adverbs. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, they'd be 500 pages. Look, when I'm on a run of what the characters are and what they're doing, um, it comes pretty naturally. Then the thing about how do I bring it all together demands some other little thought that has to come in there. Mm. Brian, it's been fabulous to have you on Suddenly Senior, even though, you know, I, I see that you're railing against being called a senior. <laughs> No, I accept that I'm allowed to be called a senior. I accept that. Uh, I, I don't necessarily know how to live it, but That's I accept good. it. That's good. Well, yeah. we love you for that. Thank you so much. And put in a good word, will you, for, for Sam. We might get him on too. And Rachel. Thank yes, you, Brian. You Lovely to talk to you, Angela. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Anne. Good on you. Pleasure. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's not, that's right. fuck off. Yes. See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. <laughs> <laughs>